0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities
1: from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. Uh, I'm in Ice District at Rogers Place, and the Edmonton Oilers will take on the L.A. Kings. We've had Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft on the show. Very interesting conversation with Mike McKenna, longtime pro goaltender, talking about Jack Campbell's game. And uh, momentarily, we'll hook up with Edmonton Oil Kings head coach Luke Pierce. But not before I tell you. Royal Pizza, Pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu, a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations – Four in Calgary, one in Red Deer. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The staffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean Chicken Bread. And Escott's a fan of the Texan. Reed Wilkins likes the meat lovers. Well, the Edmonton Oil Kings had a pretty good run for the last several years. Unfortunately, they lost two of the potential playoff runs to the pandemic. Last year, they won the WHL Championship but uh, they ran out of healthy bodies at the Memorial Cup. This was always going to be a rebuilding year, and it has been a challenge to say the least. The Oil Kings at home tonight against uh, uh, the number six ranked junior team in Canada, the Red Deer Rebels. The Oil Kings at two sixteen and one. And we welcome back to the show uh, in a rebuilding year. Oil Kings head coach Luke Pierce. Luke, how's it going?
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I wish I could tell you it's going great, Bob, but it's uh, it's a challenge. There's no question, and I think it brings a lot of. Things into perspective about how lucky we've been, and um, but we're uh, we're living through it right now.
0: Yeah, uh, and you knew, look, you knew this was coming up. I mean, you, you sit there and uh, you know Dylan Gunther and Sebastian Cosa who were first-round picks to the NHL, were drafted by the Oil Kings, but you. The organization stepped up, uh, made a huge deal to get Luke Prokop from the uh, Calgary Hitmen, uh, then made an even bigger deal uh, to uh, to go get Caden Gooley, who right now is playing the second most minutes with the Montreal Canadiens, uh, from the Prince Albert Raiders, and then made another huge trade to get Justin Sorda from the Vancouver Giants, and you expended a lot of assets in the process of doing that. Uh, and it's i, I mean you kind of knew it was coming you had a lot of you know you had good solid 20s you ended up having a, a, a European player in Jakub Demek, who the organization made a trade yesterday to suffered a shoulder injury so you you kind of knew it was coming but did you think that it was going to be 216 and 1 coming
1: no not at all i think um you know we fully anticipated to to be a real scrappy and competitive group early in you know, there's probably a couple games uh, early in our schedule that uh, that we needed to get that we didn't, and there's nothing we can do about those now. But uh, and then there's just been a lot of. It seems like everything happens at once, and we had a lot of of good fortune the past few years that have that helped us to to succeed. And I think you need that to win. And it seems like this year it's it's just going the opposite. And I think that starts to happen. I mean, you uh, you start focusing on different areas when you're struggling and maybe leave some holes. Um, that you're not paying attention to and and things pop up so um, we've gone through a fair share of adversity and um, you know hopefully at the the other side of it is going is going turn around sooner than later.
0: Well let's talk uh, that's starting goal because you had a guy I mean two years ago in the bubble and Cam Moon and myself I think we made it to 10 of your 11 home games that year just the way the order schedule worked out Of course we didn't travel with the team that year there weren't a lot of us at those games in, in the bubble that year, but we were there and you had Sebastian Cosa. I mean, the guy ended up going 15th in the NHL in the NHL draft. He's currently in Detroit's organization, sort of shuttling between the coast and the American Hockey League. Uh, and so now you're sitting there and you've got a couple kids, uh, uh, Colby Hay and, and Worthington, uh, that are less experienced. And they're faced in a barrage of shots. How are your two goaltenders holding up?
1: Yeah, it's been uh it's been a huge eye opener for them and you know Alex unfortunately suffered an injury in practice and hasn't been available to us here for a couple of weeks and um brought in Ronan Garrity who's given us a few starts but uh, Colby's kind of He's been facing the brunt of it, and there's a goalie, a young goalie who, like you said, behind Sebastian Cosa was the best in the country, and you know didn't get a ton of opportunity and starts and and then you get thrown right to the fire in a totally different scenario and situation so you know the starts that he got last year there's usually less than twenty shots, and it's tough to to learn so he's he's done he's done an admirable job here uh, there hasn't been any nights that he's you know been just dreadful. He's he's given us a chance to stay in games and um, that's all we can ask
0: for. We're joined by Luke Pierce. Luke, uh, you know you, you added, uh, we talked about the fact that Prokop and Gouli came in during the course of last season uh, and there was a, a trade made before that to bring in Simon Kubasek who ultimately ended up being a double counter for you as both a European and a 20 year old but you still have Logan Dhaniak, who has been a top-four defenseman for the team now the last couple of seasons, put up some pretty good offensive defenseman. He's sort of your lone holdover on the back end, and obviously he's playing a ton of minutes for you right now. Yeah,
1: Logan's been a trooper for us. He's Like you said, I mean been a top four guy, but he's always kinda of had that partner, whether it was, you know, Matthew Robertson and a couple of years with Matthew, and then last year with Simon a lot and, and Caden at times. So he's always had that partner uh to help him and this year it's we've been asking him to, to take on that leadership role and yeah he's he's had upwards to twenty nine minutes some nights and um he plays the game hard and and I know it's been a challenge for him. I mean ever since he's been with the organization he's known nothing but winning. So um you know, he's, he's continuing to be a really good soldier for us, and,
0: you know, we're, we need his experience. Uh, Matthew Robertson currently playing for Chris Knobloch uh, with the Rangers farm team in Hartford. We mentioned that Gooley is playing the second-most minutes of all Montreal Canadiens players. Uh, Kubasek's currently with the uh, Winnipeg Jets uh, AHL affiliate in Manitoba. Uh, I- just because of how things worked out with Demick on the injury front, and he was traded again yesterday, but it did enable you to pick up uh, a, a European defenseman. I didn't realize this, but he's an O five 5 too. He's he's a young guy. Uh, is it Wojtek Port? Is, how do you pronounce
1: the name? Yeah, Wojtek, yeah, yeah. Wojtek Port.
0: And, and how do you think
1: he's performed he's, for you? He's been fantastic. Uh, that's, I know there hasn't been a lot of real bright spots right now, and um, but he's certainly been one of them. He's... Uh, I think he's a really sneaky ad and just one of those situations. Like where, he
0: could have three more years for you here. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I think he just got caught in a pinch in, in red deer when they got, uh, you know, set off back and they had to they had to move him out. And we were lucky to, you know, grab him. And having Laddie Schmid has been huge too. I mean, they can converse and check and make sure that there's a there's a real clear understanding of what he's doing and, and helping with his development. But, yeah, he's a very gifted puck handler. He can skate all day. Um, yeah, he's he's going to be uh, a real strong player for us for a couple of years. Is,
0: I know that there was some belief that Carter Kowalik, uh, who is a bigger body, uh, may merit consideration. He's an 0-5 as well. Support a kid that could end up potentially being looked at for the draft?
1: I, I strongly believe so. I think both of those two have uh, should get some consideration. Very different players, obviously. I mean, Carter's a big, heavy shutdown, physical guy, and know, more of a puck moving, smooth skating. Uh, he's going to run our power play here, and Um, They complement each other well, and uh, I
0: think there's a ton of upside for both players. Well, that's good to hear. We're joined right now by Luke Pierce. He's the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings, who are in a a little bit of a rebuild, to say the least, right now. And uh, I'm just pulling up some more information here on Port because I just want to make sure he's actually draft eligible this year if he's not a late birth date. So, uh, yeah, they don't have the... Uh, 25, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's eligible for the 2023. I mean, he's, he's going to be a young kid in that draft year as well. Mm-hmm. So um, there you go. Interesting kid to watch. A six foot two, right shot, uh, puck mover. Could be an interesting guy uh, for the future. All right, up front, I mean, yeah. Dylan Gunther. We didn't even mention Jake Neighbors. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I talked about the Oil Kings uh, drafting Cosa Kosa and Neighbors, but the year before uh, Kosa and Gunther, the year before you draft Jake Neighbors. So Neighbors was, you know, the captain of your team when he came back, and then he had Gunther who's a one- touch scorer, great finisher um, yeah you, you know you had you it sort of during the course of the season you had uh, you know Williams was a guy that could give you some offensive juice such as well last year those were good 20 year old scores that's a ton of offense I think at one point nine of your top 10 scores were gone from last year you knew this was going to be a problem now one of the things that's compounded matters I think for you I think it's fair to say is that you, you've had a guy uh, that I thought was really good during the course of where to go here, uh, during the course of the uh, Jackson Weeb last year, the Memorial Cup. I mean, and maybe that spoke volumes of the challenges you had there. I thought he was your best player at the Memorial Cup. He had a hat trick in one of the games, uh, and he, he has he had a little bit of an issue with the year, and he's been suspended because he's a guy that plays it right on the edge. And these days in the Western, it's not like when you played, <laughs> yeah, or certainly when I grew up watching the league. I mean. You you can't hit guys like that anymore, and he does. He he hits like a pro, and he's a he's a big twenty year old kid. That's it's his absence must be pretty difficult for you guys to deal
1: yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, it's been really tough. With uh, I mean, early in the year, like you said, he had a a vertigo type issue that kept him out for a month that we didn't we really didn't anticipate. And then he played, I think, two games and got suspended for four, and then back and um, waiting to see what he had another hit here on the weekend that he'll likely get suspended for. And you're right. I mean, he plays the game very fast and hard. It's like for him, every game is a Memorial Cup final and um, playing against some some smaller, younger players. He does have to adapt and adjust his game, but I think at the pro level, he's going to have an impact, and it's tough at not having him in our lineup every day because uh, you're sending some young bodies out against some really good players, and it's tough for them to, you know, build their confidence.
0: Who's been the uh, the best of the young forwards for you? Well, it's hard to go past
1: a guy like Gavin Hodnett. I mean, he's, you know... <laughs> you realize how important he's been when he he goes away for the under 17s uh, for the past you know 10 days we missed him for our road trip and you just realize the hole that he leaves in your lineup just such a such an intelli- intelligent young hockey player and um, just controls the pace of the game so well and
0: um, you know I we knew he was good but I think he's he's surprised all of us all right so you you could perhaps educate our listeners here just how challenging a lot you had you had some of the players gone for the U17s you had illness. You had to. At one point, you you had players staying in Sasky. You couldn't <laughs> yeah. get in. It was like the road trip from hell, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it just seems like everything comes at once. And like I said, we've we've dealt with some challenges on the ice and with injuries and suspensions. And then yeah, our, our recent road trip, we were headed down to start our trip in uh, in Moose Jaw. We couldn't get through. The roads were closed on the Monday just with the highways, and so stayed in Saskatoon. And that leads to a day trip to start off your four and five, which is which is never ideal. And yeah, and then. Um, you know we get through the grind of, of the next few nights and then going into Saskatoon's game we had a couple of players fall ill just before the game like everybody's been dealing with this flu going around so we uh, we ended up leaving a couple of guys overnight and, and uh, Serge Lajoie drew the short short straw and, and stayed behind to, to rent a car and drive them home the next day because these kids they literally couldn't get out of their rooms they were so ill so um, and now it's rippling through I'll be you know, we'll be dressing three affiliate players tonight uh, from NAX here in Edmonton and um, eight defensemen, kind of ten forwards, so we'll uh, we'll do what we can.
0: All right, uh, and i got to put you on the spot here. Who's the best team you guys have faced so far? Who are uh, really impressed with? Well, Seattle, obviously, I think they've, yeah,
1: they're they're good. All those teams in the U.S., I was really impressed with. Portland's very good, and Seattle was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... You know, here in Seattle's not done either in terms no, of loading No, up. I think they're going to keep adding, and I don't think they want to leave anything to chance, much like we did last year with making sure we, we knew we had the pieces, and uh, they're going to be a real good team. But, you know, Calgary was in here. It's the only team really other than Red Deer from our division that we've seen. I was really impressed with them. I think they've done a really good job down there with their young players. and um Obviously, the team we've got tonight in Red Deer is uh, also quite strong.
0: Uh, Calgary beat Seattle uh, this weekend. They went in there, won in overtime. Red Deer, uh, I think they lost, what, four games in a row after starting the year like 15-0 or something like that. Yeah, so, and I'm uh,
1: curious to see if they maybe ran into the same type of flu issues on that Eastern trip like we did because yeah. – um, yeah, surprising to see them lose the way that they did. But Luke, I haven't seen those teams out
0: in Winnipeg and Brandon yet either, so uh, I know they'll be good. Winnipeg's 18-1. and one. Luke, great stuff. Thank you for your time. Just keep your headset on for 15 seconds. We'll throw it a break and come back with this day in Oilers history. It was a day of a blockbuster trade. I remember where I was in the Alberta Golden Bears dressing room when we got word that this deal went down. This is Oiters Now. How do you
1: make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Again, uh, special thanks to both Jay Woodcroft and Luke Pierce, the head coaches of the Edmonton Oilers, and the Edmonton Oil Kings for taking time to uh, join us upstairs here in the uh, broadcast booth at Rogers Place. Uh, Again, the Edmonton Oil Kings are in action tonight against the Red Deer Rebels, uh, who are off to a stellar start to the season. they got a good team. There is a cyclical nature in junior hockey. By the way, the top ten, uh, I was wrong. I said Red Deer is number 6. They're number 4. <laughs> so uh, the top 10 in all of junior hockey right now, Winnipeg Ice at 18-1 and one are number 1. Red Deer is the number 4-ranked team. Portland's the number 5-ranked team. And Seattle is the number 6-ranked team. That is a team... Um, with Oilers prospect Reed Schaefer, who's got 14 goals and 19 points in 15 games this year, he's plus eight. Led to believe that Seattle is still working on a couple more blockbuster deals to really go for it. They lost the Oil Kings last year in six games. Of course, the Oil Kings recruited a, believe it was a 2025 number one, uh, when Luke Procock uh, elected to go back to... Um, uh, junior hockey, and then yesterday uh, the Oil Kings got a 2023 number one from the Regina Pats through Kamloops uh, in a deal that sent Jakob Demick uh, to Kamloops for the Memorial Cup run. Now, what happens if Dylan Gunther gets traded or uh, sent back to juniors after the. Dylan, Dylan Gunther from Edmonton, fully expect him to be at the World Juniors this year. And I believe after the World Juniors, he'll resurface back in junior hockey. And uh, the Oil Kings will be trading his rights. And it will be, I would think, for a 2023 number one, if possible, as well. 151 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Scott with you. And we are going to go to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. This January, join Oilers now on a three-night road trip to Las Vegas to see the Oilers play the Golden Knights. You can reach out to newwesttravel.com. Here we go, going back to this date in... 2000. I remember where I was when this trade came down. Here's Brennan Escott. The Oilers
1: trading Bill Guerin to the Boston Bruins for Anson Carter. Teams also exchanging first round picks in the 2001 draft. Oilers also got Boston's second round pick there. Guerin spent a total of four years in Edmonton. He played 211 games, put up 161 points.
0: Uh, He did a uh, good job. He did a really good job. Um In Edmonton, he and Doug Waite loved playing in Edmonton Uh, as American players. They fit into the group. The only problem was, the Oilers were under new ownership that time under the Edmonton Investors Group, and there was no salary cap in the NHL. And Bill Guerin was going to get paid like nine million a year paid, and that was going to be too too rich at that time for uh, Cal Nichols' group and the Edmonton Investors Group. Cal Nichols, of course. I think it should merit more consideration to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Not once, but twice. He spearheaded campaigns to keep the Edmonton Oilers in Edmonton first with the SOS campaign. Uh, season ticket buying campaign back, uh, I think, about 96, 97. And then eventually when he put the EIG together, which ultimately sold to current Edmonton Oilers owner, Daryl Cates. Tomorrow, the Edmonton Oilers take on the LA Kings. We will have a perspective from the Kings, TBA at this time. Uh, Sportsnet's Mark Spector will join us on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. For Aquarian Renovations, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey will also make an appearance tomorrow. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports. What's he got, shaken Brendan
1: Escott? Yeah, you'll hear from NHL on Hockey, or pardon me,
0: NHL Hockey on Rogers analyst Kelly Rudy and LA Kings radio analyst. Daryl Evans. Uh, there you have it. All right, uh, we will tell you that uh, coming up uh, is a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson, uh, followed by Angela Kolkot today from uh, to today from two to three p.m., and then the six thirty chit afternoons with special guest host Ted Henley. Special thanks again to our guests today: Edmonton Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. From Daily Faceoff, Mike McKenna, Edmonton Oil Kings head coach, Luke Pierce. I will return tomorrow at noon. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now.